What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Chapel's Corner. It's your host, Chapo. And I'm back here because I wanted to discuss or revisit this R. Kelly situation. Y'all, listen. Since the show premiered, what, last week? And the second episode was this week. There's a lot that's been going on. So I took the time to really watch these first two episodes and write down in my opinion the things that stuck out to me and so during this episode what I'll be doing is just talking about the women who spoke and what they said and you know what I picked up on and you know my thoughts on the first two episodes so I'm hoping first and foremost before we get into that that everybody's doing well and that your 2019 is going well for you. Um, with that being said, let's jump right into it, child. When I think about this whole situation, and I'm the type of person, I don't like to get all caught up in like media stuff and celebrity stuff because I'm definitely no groupie. You know, when I'm younger, as a you know a teenager or whatever, growing up, you have your like people you you cling to and stuff. But like I don't know, I just got older and I all grew that. But when it comes to R. Kelly, it's just too juicy to ignore. So it's like you want to get the popcorn. You know what I'm saying? You're like, get the popcorn. Get the popcorn. Get the popcorn with the extra butter. Shit. You, all diets is broke. You want, to get, you want to get chocolates and everything. You just want to watch and see what's going on. But, you know, the funny thing about all this is like, to me, it's like one big train wreck. So it's the train wreck that you're kind of like watching and you're eating the popcorn and you're watching. You're like... Like, I just know this shit is going to hit. You know, like, you know the fucking shit is going to crash. You know it's going to be ugly. You know it's going to be bad. And there's nothing you can do about it. Forget speed. This is like speed times 100. And so speed the movie, not speed the drug. And so my point is, you know, you sit back and you watch and you just wait for the train to crash. And you just uh, sort through the wreckage afterwards and see if there's any survivors, damn it. Because... This shit is gonna get ugly, you know. So anyway, let me just let me just get into it. So okay, I survived R. Kelly episode one. First, I'm gonna talk about episode one because the last episode I did, all I necess- all I talked about was the fact that I realized it was gonna be coming on and premiering the next day. But episode one is entitled "Pied Piper of R&B." Now, Pied Piper already stood out to me, so I already knew that that was one of the nicknames for him. You know, like, that's not unknown. Growing up, I didn't understand what that meant. So as I get older reading and being a lover of reading books, you know, you find the story of the Pied Piper of Hamline. And the Pied Piper of Hamline, which they brought up, they brought it up, two men actually brought it up within the first two episodes. It was a sergeant in episode one who said that he kept seeing R. Kelly going around to high school and then it was another guy who was in the industry who said, you know, he don't call himself the Pied Piper for nothing. But when they mentioned the Pied Piper, all they simply said was like, you know, the Pied Piper would play music and it would draw the children to him. But what he didn't realize, what they don't realize is that that's partially true. But the true story of the Pied Piper of Hamline is that the people of the town had a issue with mice, a mice infestation, if you will. And they couldn't do anything about it, and it was driving them crazy. So in comes this man, the Pied Piper, who has a pipe, and he has um, a talent, a musical talent, an amazing musical talent. 
and they tell him about the problem that they have with the mice and he makes a deal with them. He says, look, I can get the mice out of here in exchange for um, some kind of a pay or an agreement, which the people of the town agreed to. And so he played at first his pipe, not for children at first, but for the mice to get them out and he succeeded. But when it came time for him to get his pay, when they say that's why they get the term pay the piper, you know what I'm saying, are you gonna pay the piper? But it came time to pay, the people of the town didn't pay him. They wouldn't pay him. They wouldn't, they didn't hold up their end of the agreement, so to speak. And as revenge, the Pied Piper then turned his magical flute into not now attracting mice, but attracting all the children of the people of the town as revenge. And so then he would play the music and then the children would go and they would um, basically never come back. You know what I'm saying? That was to get revenge on the town. The Pied Piper of Hamlin also comes back to Freddy Krueger because when I was watching, well, I was having all these dreams this year. It was just ridiculous. But when I was watching or in um, a lot of movies in this fall and in the Halloween time, you know, they had the Freddy Krueger movies. The kids were trying to stay away because, you know, Freddy gets you in your dreams. But long story short, they would go to the library and they tried to research who it was or what, what the hell it is. And they would always constantly bring up the Pied Piper of Hamline. And if you think about the story of Freddy, it was the same thing that he actually, Freddy, if you think about it, he actually molested. That's what they said. It's in one of the uh, um, series of the movies, the backstory was that he molested, uh, he's a, a, the uh, keeper or the gardener or the janitor of a preschool or a grade school that he touched the kids one girl in particular who ended up being the girl who grew up and was in the first and second and third until she died long story short the townspeople tried him for the pedophilia and he he won freddie won in the sense that he did not get convicted the parents of the town were so upset that he got away with murder which wasn't really murder but pedophilia that they supposedly killed freddie supposedly that's the story and right before Freddie died, a demon came in and he sold the soul. And then the soul after that was being in that kind of sense, getting revenge on the town by now coming through dreams to get the children. So <clears throat> I thought that was real creepy. But the point of the story is like, you know, we, we're going to talk about R. Kelly and what I noticed. Because I got a lot to say. So I'm going to take a break and I'll be right back uh, in a few. Chapel's counter. All right, Chapel's Corner, we back from break. I got my bottle of water ready because I've got a lot of talking to do, child. We talking about this uh, I Survive R. Kelly situation. So I already discussed that the episode one was this, was a Pied Piper of R&B, right? So moving on, they had asked them initially in the first episode, why now? And that was the question that I had asked in the previous episode that I did. And I did that the day before it aired. So, you know, that I, and I was asking the same thing. And the responses that they pretty much gave was, um, I don't want it to get any worse. And, um, or that they see themselves as a victim. And that they feel that this silence was the reason why it was allowed to continue. Now... I listened to what they said, and at the same time, and, and I said, yes, this, this is true. This is very true, but at the same time, if it's been 20 and 30 years later, that's 20 and 30 years later that you 
didn't speak up. And yeah, I'm glad that all of a sudden at the same time, all of a sudden at the same time, you all decided to get strong. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a little, you know, but that's besides the point. But, you know, the, you know, with, so for 20 to 30 years, you just let people down anyhow. And they all say that for the time that it's been in the 20 to 30 years, that they all still suffer traumatically, which, you know, who's to say? I'm not here to say that they don't or they do, you know, but, you know, that, that was the reason that they gave. So... There was the, the okay. So the first thing I want to say is the black girl with the uh, the light skinned black girl with the weave that walked off. You know that she's oh I need a minute and she walked off and she was in my opinion I looked at everybody's eyes and everything emotions I, I was reading them like a damn book child I was all in their face I was in their nose if it booger fell out I would have seen it child and I was looking in her eyes and I see nothing as far as a tear. So I seen her hold her hands up to her. Oh, child, that shit was bullshit. I, her, I don't know. Like, she's questionable as far as I'm concerned for now, okay? Now, Wendy, I love Wendy Williams. <laughs> I love Wendy Williams in this shit because <laughs> all, these, all these women is talking, right? Exposing their little dirty secrets and stuff. You know what I'm saying? All for the sake of they want to warn the world. You know, like, you know, let me tell you something. First of all... <laughs> I ain't shit. I don't mean to laugh, but look, for real. Listen, they could warn the world a thousand times about him, okay? Guess what's gonna happen? He's still, you think people gonna, he's just gonna stop having, people gonna stop having sex with R. Kelly? They're still gonna be with, so, so, so you can warn people. It's, listen to me, this all goes back to that episode that I did a little while ago entitled, Would You Tell? your ex's new girlfriend that your ex ain't shit meaning run bitch run he ain't right and i talked about if it was especially if it was traumatic situations where maybe he might have touched your child or you know what i'm saying he might have abused your child maybe he abused you or maybe it was something really traumatic where you felt like as a responsibility as a woman or humanitarian that you would say would you tell and then i realized that and said that you know most people wouldn't and most people some people do but even if you did, I even gave articles and examples of women who said that they was approached by exes of people who tried to tell them that he was some kind of a woman, I don't know, womanizer or whatever, that they didn't believe the woman at the time, only to find out later that they were right and they wish they listened. So the truth of the matter is people still going to do what they do. OK, so Wendy, though, coming in this, in my opinion, is hilarious because Wendy with her wide ass eyes, she coming in here like the New Yorker that she is. She just peeking her head in and peeking the fuck back out. <laughs> Wendy's like, listen, <laughs> I'm going to drop this one cent right here and I'm going to back the fuck out. Boop. And then it's like mad scenes go by. You forget Wendy's even in the show. <laughs> I swear it's like 30 minutes go by. You, you're so caught up in a shit or what's going on or what people saying to try to figure out what you want to believe. And then all of a sudden, like, the next clip, here come Wendy. Wendy with big-ass eyes. Wendy said, well, you know, <laughs> um, he has a problem. And <laughs> and I'm sorry, I was just laughing. Because Wendy, in my opinion, like, Wendy, I know Wendy keep it all real. If she going to stick her, Wendy, I don't think she's she going to stick her tooth. 
her neck in it so much for airtime, so much as it is, because Wendy knows every fucking thing. I don't want to say Wendy's like, she's not old like a fossil, but like Wendy's been around for a minute. And when I say Wendy's been done, been, been through it all, and she raw dog exposes how, I mean, I'm, Wendy is New York's own first and foremost. So I remember going to Wendy from back in the day day. She used to be talking about her days when she was she used to be sniffing coke and coming from the home club drunk and pull over on the side of the room and throw him on the street. Randy keep it thug. So when I see Wendy up there, you know what I'm saying, it started to have some credibility. Now, what I want to say is they had a clip of him up there talking about it's it's too late. Like he was telling the women that it's too late, that it's 30 years ago and, and why now? You know what I'm saying? Which is the same thing that everybody wants to know. Like, I'm not going to... I'm never going to not ask why now, right? So then they started going to, I noticed in the first episode, they wanted to give you R. Kelly's backstory, which I thought was very interesting. They made it very clear that they wanted you to know that he was molested at some point in his life by a family member, and that also his brother was also molested um, at some point as a child by a family member. And then they had the psychologist come in who said something that I didn't really appreciate. She had the nerve to make a generalization and a standard across the board that a child who is molested um, more likely grows up to be the type of person who understands sex to be that um, the person who is the abuser is the one that's in control and the person who's not in control is the victim, which would be the child who's molested. So that growing up, they're always gonna strive listen to this, to be the one that's always the aggressor or whatever. And I thought that was really narrow-minded for this woman to say, but this is what they said. So automatically, like, the credibility, I don't want to say of the show, but automatically, it's just kind of, I'm like, listen, I don't know. So my point is, and what I'm going to get to in my discussion of this thing and this breakdown is, I just don't, I don't know why they entitled this show so much as this I Survived in R. Kelly so much as they should just say, because in my opinion, the R. Kelly that they're describing is, R. Kelly is every man, in my opinion. That's what I'm basically trying to say, if that makes any sense. He is every man in the sense of, okay, he is controlling. I heard the women, a lot of the women say he was controlling. I hear a lot of the women say that he humiliated them sexually, like the one girl, Lizette, Lizette, I believe her name, said that she made, he made her have give him oral sex with his boys in the backseat or something like that. Okay, there was jealousy issues and controlling issues as far as if he, she looked at, or people looked at other women or, or other men, I should say, excuse me, he would take them back somewhere and slap them or something of that nature. But, but like I said, if a man hits you, that's every man, not every man meaning every man hits women. I just mean like that's common. That's, 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 that's a story of like most relationships. You have some relationships that are abusive. And if you have a situation where you're talking about, you know, he made you do this. I, you know, at the end of the day, I don't want to say I didn't hear no, I don't want to say, I, you know, at the end of the day in the story, I didn't hear him, them say, hey, he had a gun to my head. But I, all I'm saying is it just sounded like somebody was a master manipulator. Should he, have been, should he have been hanging around those high schools? No. But at the same time, I feel like, I think society really likes to try to ignore the fact that <clears throat> young girls do try to like to gravitate towards older guys too so I think that um a lot of the you know oh well I just went over there to sing kind of thing and I didn't know that we you know I, I don't know that I'm not I wouldn't say that I wouldn't buy it but at the same time like 
there are young girls that lie about their age. And I'm not saying they're, they did, but I mean, why would young girls lie about their age to any guy unless they're just trying to get with older guys? So there is sometimes this fascination with older guys. And there's definitely this thing with um, older guys with younger women. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that it's right, especially because there's age limits. But what about this girl who I think her name, she said her name was Lisa, <clears throat> who supposedly had a threesome with R. Kelly's, um, R. Kelly, and I believe it was, don't, uh, don't quote me, but I believe it was Barkle's niece. Now, listen to what this girl said. I have the notes here, okay? First of all, she said that R. Kelly took her somewhere in the studio. So she kept talking about all the studio life, and studio life was boring and all of that, and then he had pulled out some kind of a futon or something for them to all lay on. And he brought out the girl, and he also brought out a tripod. If y'all was paying, if y'all was watching, y'all know. And what she says is that <clears throat> they all started to get it on. And while they're getting it on, she says she starts to cry. And she said, because I didn't want to do it, so I started to cry. And I'm like, okay, you were uncomfortable, you started to cry. So I'm just listening to the story. But then she said, but then when I told him I didn't want to do it, all he said was, well, what am I supposed to do with this tape now? I can't watch this tape if you're going to be crying on the tape. Well, he didn't necessarily say, girl, I'm going to kill you. Or if you get out of here, you don't spread your legs open. And, and not only that, this girl, she said that she understood the girl to be 16 years old. Now, later on, she said she found out that this girl's parents would come to visit and watch this young girl, who I believe is Sparkle's niece, because they kept blurring out her face, to watch her work with R. Kelly, come to find out that um, she said that's when she started to realize that the parents, obviously, I mean, I mean obviously their parents don't know, the parents don't know that this girl is sleeping with them, but she said that's when she really found out that girl's not, she's like, that's when I found out she was 14. So in my opinion, she's copping a plea because she's like, well, that's why I found out that, she's four, that she was only 14 years old. And in my head, I said, bitch, but a few scenes back, you just said that he told you that she was a 16-year-old neighbor. So you still in the wrong because you still knew at some point that she was not um, six, um, 18. Because I'm telling you, that's what she said. A few scenes back, I rewinded it all the way back. I got, I got the, uh, on, first of all, it's on demand. So if you wanted to binge watch it, you could dead ass binge watch it. It's not released. I mean, even though they're going to release it every week, once a week on Lifetime or whatever the situation is, it's literally on my on demand. I can go watch episode three to six. And in my opinion, this ain't a documentary so much as it is a damn three-part movie how the hell you a documentary be an hour long or so maybe two and a half it depending if you know it's like an hour and three minutes it says on demand per episode and it's six damn episodes but my point is she said that she did i'm like so if r kelly should be tried and he's still, if, I'm just saying, I don't know if she's looking for some kind of, rep, you know, damages or some kind of um, legal battle or whatever, civil or criminal. But if she was and trying to get R. Kelly to do it, wouldn't you be right there up there with him, girl? I mean, you could say you didn't know, but at the same time, unless you could prove duress, which duress is really like uh, there was a gun pointed to your head. Uh, you didn't necessarily try to ever say, but she never really said, and I spoke up and I said, no, and this is not right. And she's a young girl and she's only 16. That's what she said, 16. And then he said that story of the light made up. She said it with her own mouth. And then turned around a few scenes later when, when she said about the parents coming through saying, all of a sudden, that's when I realized she was 14. I'm like, listen, look, y'all need to stop 
some people need to just understand at some point. I started to realize, why don't y'all make this documentary something about women just being aware about men, period. Okay? Because some people... I hate to say it, but you know what I'm saying? Like, this, I don't have, how do I say this without sounding like a damn idiot or a damn asshole or bitch, something? <clears throat> you see, in life, you got women, right? Just like you got all men. Like, some women are gonna, some women are gonna be destined to be on the pole. It's no disrespect. You know what I'm saying? And some people gonna sell pussy, and they're women. And some women are gonna be homemakers, and there's some women that's gonna be career girls. And it's gonna be, and I hate to say it, but every generation, in every group of girls and every group of guys, you're gonna have guys that are great, outstanding guys who are head figures that, could, that are role models that could stand up and be a leader of a household. You're gonna have a bunch of them that's gonna end up through the system. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not trying to insult anybody, I'm just keeping it real. And then you're just gonna have some that's gonna just be fathering a bunch of kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, every generation coming, and it's gonna get worse and worse in every generation. But then it's like, in my opinion, I feel like this story should be told as if if you're going in the industry like a lot of these girls were. Tell the story right. If you're going in the industry and you're trying to get famous and you get approached by somebody who might be connected to somebody who's a celebrity, be careful, young girls. Why can't that be the message? And I'm not saying that R. Kelly didn't do this, but I just feel like this goes on to every single celebrity. I feel like most celebrities probably, though, have a thing where they, I know for a fact, if you want to party with Beyonce, you got to sign a contract on the clause. And Jay and them, there's some people, they got them ironclad contracts. There's certain people to this day that divorce people that can't write a book if they want to get money on it because certain people have written like ironclad contracts and have lawyers written up some stuff where these people get sued out they behind, okay? They get a lot of, a lot of people know how to cover up their tracks these days because the bottom line at the end of the day is, or that I came backstage and whatever. The girl said, the girl, the set said that she was at the mall and she was all starstruck because it was R. Kelly and all that. Then she said when she went to the steakhouse and he kissed her, she, she was uncomfortable. And, she, and I said, listen here, some, at some point, y'all don't make no sense because at some point y'all saying, oh my God, he, and then he kissed me and then they make this face like he kissed me. Oh my God. But then a scene later, they're like, he was so romantic, and he was so sweet. And I'm like, listen, listen, listen. This is like most relationships go bad. But you know one thing I want to notice and I want to point out to everybody? Then one of them bitches said he pissed on me. Yeah, the wife too. Andrea, she's a joke because I told y'all. It's the same thing I told y'all about the last episode. Somebody said, if you so traumatized, why the hell you kept the last name? Andrea Kelly talked to me like a woman who's still in love with her ex-husband. Or who's still, she's like, well, why couldn't he turn back into the man who I taught how to read? Oh, oh, oh. And I was like, oh, you know what, Andrea? I can see why you kept the last name Kelly now, bitch. As you still in your feelings for a nigga. And she's like, he put me through things. And, and then they said she was knocking on doors. <laughs> I don't want to laugh. It's not funny. They said she was knocking on doors. How are you going to knock on a door that you, got the, that you could open up? <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. Let me rephrase that because you can do that. That's just like if you knocked on, on a boss's door or some. And it's closed but unlocked. You you can technically <laughs> knock on the door that you can open. But I mean, how you going to knock to get out of a fucking door? <laughs> how you going to knock to get out of a door that you can open? 
talking about she 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 said yeah what you want and then the girl opened the door how you gonna knock on the door you can open let me tell you something let me tell you something let me tell you something i don't know if what i don't know what what the hell do you think was going on that he was having the house god bless the day hmm What I'm saying, this is not the first time. I just feel like maybe in the era that Kelly was in, I don't know who the hell he upset it, but um, Sparkle, she surprised me too because she say that they're really close, they were really close, and he, she also considered him like a family member, and also with the niece situation, like she brought the niece around because the niece was young and she was doing rapping, some of the Bow Wow style or whatever, right? But she said something to me that really stood out. She said to me, or she said that stood out to me that she said they went into the booth together, which was her niece and um, R. Kelly. And she said, and I never took my eyes off of her. And I was just like, well, that's strange because I'm not saying as an aunt you're not supposed to not watch over your niece, nephew, loved ones, or family, period, or whatever, you know, but the fact that you specifically felt at that time that I'm not going to take my eyes off of her kind of maybe suggests the fact that you may have, I'm not saying, but you, that you may have knew something or heard something that might have made you feel that this is the reason why you should kind of keep your eyes a little bit closer, too. Because how are you going to say somebody's really so close to you, like a family member, and you trust them like that? And then she's going to make the point that, um, you know. So I don't know because um, I just want to say my message to people from watching this R. Kelly thing, because I've gone on about R. Kelly all day. But the way that I wish they would spin it is the way I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it right now. I wish that more people could see <clears throat> that all this is is telling you what it's like to go up in the industry. Don't be fooled to believe that this is just an R. Kelly situation. I guess that's basically what I'm saying. You should know that this is an any kind of situation kind of thing, especially when it comes to... I think the biggest predators or the biggest people who have the first formal... that's on the front line of being subjected to this, whether it's in, in the industry or on the way to the industry, are models. And there's nothing wrong with being beautiful. There's nothing wrong with modeling. Um, in my early college years, I did it until it just it just interfered as far as like my scheduling with school and allow it and working. And you know, I just put my priorities first. Then school was first. But at the same time, there's a lot of photographers and there's a lot of people. And not all, okay. But we'll take advantage of a lot of people. But, you know, you got a billions of beautiful women and hundreds and millions of beautiful women around the world. And when it comes to fulfilling that. Um, <clears throat> Spot up top is not necessarily that every is a billion, hundred, hundred million models. You know what I'm saying? Names that you could name. Maybe you could in the history of modeling, maybe three, four, five hundred. That maybe, but definitely not a million. So it's a tough spot to fill. So along the way, there's a lot of people that's going to monetize and be able to take full advantage of people who <clears throat> are up on the rise. The girl said that she was at the party. And then um, R. Kelly came up and told her to... This is the same girl who said that she had sex with the young girl. You know, she was dancing at the party and she just uh, got up on the tour bus and was waiting for him. 
and uh, he just kept coming in between scenes to keep having sex with her, and she just stayed there with a t-shirt on. But she, I mean, what, you know, what, 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 so every time y'all had sex with him, you didn't like it? Let me tell you something. I'm just, I'm just not saying I'm not buying it, but what I'm simply saying is, I didn't hear none of you all say he pissed on you. If it was a young girl there and he was around young girls, I don't believe for the life of me that in the industry, Arkell is the only person that's guilty of this. I believe that a lot of people are because one thing I told you, Wendy Williams came in and one of the first things Wendy Williams said, and I quote, she said, this is an industry where anything goes. And that's one thing that I, that's my main message I'm trying to stress to people that's trying to make it in and get in there. So I'm thinking it's an R. Kelly thing. This is an all the time thing. When it comes to the industry, it's a lot of things that people don't. That's why in industry, when it's time to be calling people hoes and all that, people in the industry, they're all sensitive about stuff like that. Because it's a lot of stuff that go on behind the scenes sexually that they don't want to do. Think of Stanley Kubrick and think of Eyes Wide Shut. That movie with Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. And Tom Cruise was just a doctor in that movie. But at the same time, he heard about this elite group. His friend was playing as a pianist or something like that for this group, and he wanted to get in. He was so thirsty to get in, but he got in. Come to find out his wife was low-key going there because some man had seen his wife at, a, at another um, function, elite for some doctor's event or elite thing. And long story short, Stanley Kubrick exposed the whole daggone thing about this, these little freaky, sexy thingies that be going on. So I don't believe for the life of me that... This is the first time or the last time that's going to happen. They said that the reason why they felt it kept going on is because all these women were black. I don't believe that for a second. You know, some of them even said, even um, the wife, that was romantic for a very long time and then things went wrong. But to me, again, that's just like any relationship. So I'm not justifying R. Kelly's actions as far as him and young children. But I did hear a lot of people said, well, I did see this. And that's all I'm going to say about that. And I did hear a man say, well, they did. she did look underage, but I didn't check IDs, so, you know. And then there was a the guy with Aaliyah, the manager, who said, um, well, I asked him, and he said, no, he definitely wasn't doing anything with her, only to find out later that he was. And even he said her parents had trusted us, you know, and all this other nonsense. If I think about what I want to think I'm going to say about Aaliyah... <clears throat> And R. Kelly, because if you look at any picture of Aaliyah and R. Kelly, if you look at her eyes and you look at her face, she's not smiling. And her eyes are not smizing, like Tyra likes to say. She doesn't look happy. Like, she may look pretty, and she might have this little hard, little tomboyish looks, but she's not happy. And then even right before she died, even though, like, I have my own feelings about her significant other at the time and what may have happened with her demise, but... She smiled her ass off right before she left us. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you could see pictures of her literally smiling and, like, mouth open smiling. You know what I mean? And happy. So you can tell that something wasn't right there. You know what I mean? But at the same time, um, nobody's going to stop it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what it is when it comes to it. It's, just, it's not that R. Kelly, just R. Kelly is invincible. It's a lot of people that's getting away with this, I believe, in the industry. So I feel like the main message should just simply be, if you're going in, you know, to just be careful. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because that's just a part of the game. And a lot of people, they keep saying because we were young, we were impressionable. But 
and then they also said they didn't they none of them said well i didn't want i didn't want to say no so while it was still underage i wouldn't say it's not consensual but there's young there's men out here right now that's having sex with girls they shouldn't be having sex with whether they're of age or not it's just like you're just too young just i mean they just do it it's just this thing you know so i don't know because <clears throat> i don't know but then i'm laughing at his brother bruce because i see his brother bruce <laughs> see his brother bruce locked up in jail he funny and then he was like, he had this other brother, I think, Carrie was his name that was talking. And I just said, I was always like, I always love to see the fact, like, sometimes you be looking at looking at um, a, a, some celebrities, family members, they just be looking like they just never, like, they, they, like, they family member ain't never tossed them a dime. Or maybe they did, but they fucked up the money. I don't know. Whatever. But, yeah, what did I want someone to talk about? Yeah, that's why I said, that's why you shouldn't meet your damn celebrities, your damn famous, your um people that you admire and look up to so much. But they all said the same thing. And then look at Javante. Javante was that girl with the cornrows, right? Now, she cried real tears as far as I'm concerned. But child, y'all need to get Javante on them sideburns, honey, because them shits is long. She got the nerve to try to do a fucking finger wave with them shits or some kind of curl. You need to tell baby girl, cut them off. Or just slick it back with the other shit going back. She could just braid it up. Because I don't know whatever. She must think she's still in the 90s. Go get your girl. Uh, Devante. But then coat on and a bra underneath. You just look like you like sex still. I guess the Pied Piper did that too. But I ain't going to say nothing about that. Oh. Let's see. What else did I want to talk about here? Hmm. Yeah, in the industry, anything goes. That's why I said every the two times, the two times I seen Wendy popped in, maybe three. <laughs> she dropped them gems. Yeah, like I said, um, she said R. Kelly's ex-wife Andrea. I wrote down here that she described herself as being mesmerized with him and a hundred percent, like having um, like him be able to one hundred percent put her wall down with him. And the way that she talked about him still is like she gusts. So then the person that was in the post that I read in the last episode on YouTube under a preview of the show had said, if you're so traumatized, why we... And to me, I was like, she don't seem so much so much as traumatized. I mean, so much still hurt from a bad relationship, but I don't know so much that she, you know... And then again, with the older women, you kind of kind of beg the question, how could you... Like, and they all say because they were afraid, but at some point, I'm like afraid of what... I mean, if you got your butt beat, that's one thing. A lot of people got their butt... I guess I'm trying to really get it, guys. I'm really trying. I'm not saying that it's impossible, but at the same time, it's just... um. <clears throat> So how'd y'all get out? You see? You do notice that they all managed to get out and they're still alive, right? So, I mean, I guess they just got tired. The one girl said she got mono from him. Oh, my gosh. First of all, I ain't heard the term mono since I was in high school. I guess that's still something that goes around. And she said that she was kind of paralyzed and in the hospital for two and a half weeks and that he only sent her $1,000. Now, um, <clears throat> then she said that's when her friend told her, I think... You more or less looking to me like a prostitute that just be going over to his house and not nothing more than that. And that's when she said her own feelings when she started to realize the truth. So I wanted to also stress to people, especially women when dating, like, because you could, you don't, it doesn't have to be R. Kelly. That's why I say this title, I Survived R. Kelly, means bullshit. Is because so much as this could be 
he could be a combination of a multiple men and one man. But that's why I'm basically saying that he's every man. Because at some point, every little bit of thing that he did, probably except for pissing on people, but I'm still surprised that other women didn't say he pissed on me too. So why would all of a sudden he would just want to piss on this one force? I'm not saying that wasn't him in the video, but, um, you know, all I'm simply saying is I didn't hear anybody say anything about that. You know, um, yeah. I don't know. I'm going to watch the thing. I know that I could watch it on demand right now and go through the entire season, but it's too much for me. They said they think he got a God complex. They said they describe him as a charmer, but like the Bible say, charm is deceitful. I say it all the time. <clears throat> Talking about his wife going to knock, his wife going to knock on the door and say, can't she come down and get something? That's the, so now this is the other thing. What makes one different in R, what makes one woman different in R. Kelly's world to the point that one gets the ring and one doesn't? What makes them decide which one is a prostitute? Oh shit. Oh shit, child. I, I don't even like to use that word, you know. What makes them feel like which one is just loose women <laughs> or whatever? Back and corn, whatever. I guess it's the same thing with every man. So I want to also stress, make sure you understand what is your role exactly in a guy's life as well, because he didn't bring Andrea in supposedly as the way or, or the in the way that he brought in the other girls and just been meeting them from high school and all. As a matter of fact, I think she was also the sister of somebody that already worked with him or worked for him, like a bodyguard or something. So, she, you know, she got this whole, what, what did he say? He got a plane, he rode it in the sky, and then he parachuted out. Somebody parachuted out with the ring and all this stuff, you know. St- you know, find out where you are in the guy's life as well. Because I just feel like some of these was probably the stories of, I wouldn't say groupies gone wrong. Or, you know, but aspiring models or not so much models, so much as singers kind of gone wrong. But this going on everywhere. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? And I feel like, especially these days, a lot of young girls is really moving really fast. So whether, I'm not saying this because it's illegal. It's certainly illegal, but I could certainly see how a young girl could make a mistake thinking she knew what the hell she was doing because at the time, you know, little girls be thinking they so grown up. You understand what I'm trying to say? Hopefully somebody. And then later on, realizing the hard way, like most young girls do, even if it might be teenage pregnancy, I'm not saying you regret your baby at all. I'm just saying just you learn to be like, oh, man, no, well, I shouldn't have went down that road type of thing. That's my that's my basic understanding of it. And I just would like to, I don't know. I'm going to keep watching this thing, though. But I can't, I'm not going to binge watch that thing because that thing is going to give me an ulcer. I'm not trying to go out like that far, Kelly. He sounds to me like a jealous, controlling man who have a God complex. And sometimes, not all the time, it seems that he would put his hands on women. But the sex is, um, they say all the time he came, he called me over, he wanted to have sex. But I don't hear them say, if I said I didn't want to have sex with him, he beat me or raped me. I didn't hear that so much as it's just like he just always wanted to have sex and it was always with sex. I didn't hear, and then I tried to run out of the room. And I don't, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just trying to. This, this is me just telling you what I feel based off what I saw and heard. I just didn't hear that so much as he just wanted to do this to me. He wanted to do that to me, and because I was young, I was impressionable. And because I was young, I was impressionable. 
And well, you know, young girls, when they're young, they're impressionable. And I'm like, young girls are young and they're impressionable. But I also remember a time when I would lie about my age as well, or maybe not lie about my age, but I do remember a time where older guys was hot, man. I'm not saying guys my age was not hot, but they're good looking. You know what I'm saying? They were certainly not on R. Kelly. <clears throat> what do you guys think? What do you think? What else do I have here? Yeah. What is this? Yeah, that's all I got here. Let me see. Commons of Seafood. Oh, there was something else I have written on the top of the page. Oh, yeah. Oh, I would have a little, a little ass. If I, even if I met R. Kelly, I would have a little R. Kelly ass in check. R. Kelly wouldn't have me like none of these bitches. <laughs> Shit. The man said it himself. He said when it comes to the... But then they try to do things like make it seem manipulative if somebody... Now, I don't know who, about people's relationships, but obviously some people like to call their man daddy or, you know, and, and you know, so this poppy and Hispanic, hey, pa, you know, they, hey, poppy and hey, poppy and all of that is wonderful. They try to make it seem like that's the first step to a, a guy, like, manipulating you. And then they started to paint him as a manipulator because that was the first step. And then they said the second step might be he might change your... Um, they try and give signs of people who might be a predator. The second sign is that he might want to change the way you dress, um, act, and all this other, you know, nonsense. But one thing about this controlling thing that they said, especially Par Sparkle, like, especially in the way that he handled her and the presentation of her... And the way he handled the way that she got marketed for her music, which ended up working, was that he was the one that told her how to do this, how to flip the hair. how to. So at some point, it's like the controlling is a little annoying, but at some point, the controlling to get you somewhere. So I feel, I feel like all of them still kind of like this, have like a love-hate kind of thing. But I feel like most of all, it just seems like a life, life lesson learned with somebody with the wrong people. There's tons of women in this world. And when you're in that industry, you're going to be dating a lot of women. And so... Out of all, look at how it's 2018. The man been in the industry for so long. You know how many women he meet from now until then? So to have maybe even six or seven women or eight women, it seems so, I don't want to say nasty, but also it also seems very predatory. Like, oh my God, he just ran after 20 random women. But it would make sense in, in the probability of all the women that he would date that some of them would kind of, kind of fall into categories that were, I wouldn't say was used and abused. But I guess every man has those, you know what I'm saying? And some women have, even us can admit that, you know, some guys didn't take us seriously and some did, you know. <clears throat> but as far as, then why said he put something in my drink, like Bill Cosby, I'm just speaking from what I could notice, you know, as far as if you want to talk about he's a predator or whatever. And the grown women was grown. And some of them were 17. I, I'm, I, don't, I really hate to say that I don't think 17 is young. Because I feel like if you're 17, it depends on what time of, what part of 17. But yeah, you still was underage. But I feel like you was already kind of on the cusp of 18. But still, by legal standards, especially in some states, that's especially mine, that's illegal. But um, yeah, some of them met him when he was 19. So if it was 19, and, and so now that's not a young age thing. But we'll see. I hear that somebody's pressing charges or trying to, ah, child, I don't know. All I know is the day that the damn show aired, he put, well, it was in the news that he said that if Lifetime aired it, that he was going to sue them. And Lifetime shot back and said, and I said, you know, is this all publicity still? You know, because at the end of the day, we all know that he's some kind of a pervert or a freak. But I just feel like, well, aren't they all? Like, everybody in the industry is that way. Some people just got really... 
Like some of you really got to sign a confidentiality agreement before you can even come to the VIP or to the, so yeah, so you can't, some people don't even put, let no phones in by the time you get it. Yeah, it gets like that. So there's a lot of stuff that goes on that we just don't know about because some people do their little sloppy stuff. They clean their sloppy stuff up a little better. But um, that's just how it is. You know, like I agree with what Wendy Williams said, which is the truth at the end of the day, is that anything goes. And sex is a major part of the industry. It's not just about you have sex with whoever you're with. It's very weird. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a very... um touchy subject but I'm two but that's what it is so I think that's all I want to say for now oh, I noticed that one of the the last episode on there is called black black girls matter because they're trying to make it seem like the people didn't save them or a lot of people seen that it was going on with them but they didn't do anything but that's to say that white people or Spanish people or people of other races don't get mistreated as either groupies or up-and-coming artists, models, or entertainers in the industry. Who, you know, that, that, that just completely takes away from other people from other races that have experienced that as well. That's why I said the message should be completely different about an awareness about when you're going out. You know, tell people how to be aware when they go out from other if you know, from people that do that. And, 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 and um, to be cautious. But you're not helping anybody by just saying, because now you're just telling everybody to stay away from R. Kelly, but you're not really exposing the dangers of the industry, which is what I feel like you should just be doing. Well, I saw that he was doing it now, and he was doing that. I mean, like, there's a lot of freaky stuff that's going on. Who knows what half of you do, whether you want to or not, for whatever reasons on the line. You know what I mean? And, you know, to a lot of people do a lot of just something strange. What they do something strange for a piece of change? I talk about Javante sideburns. Oh, don't meet your heroes. Because like I said, a lot of them were trying to front like they wasn't into it. Like, oh, my God, I saw R. Kelly. The girl said, I saw R. Kelly. My friend and I was in the mall. I was like, oh, my God, that's him, that's him. So you're saying that's him, that's him because what? I mean, yeah, because he's a star or something, but there was nothing about that when he said, hey, how you doing? Can I get your number? There was nothing about that. I was like, oh, my God, R. Kelly was my number. Because what? Because what? I mean, what the hell was you thinking he wanted your damn number for? I mean, I'm not trying to be funny. I know there's naivete and stuff, but shit. What the hell did you, what did you think? Oh, oh, I went to call you because out of all the girls in the world, you, oh, come on. I mean, yeah. If, child, I don't know. I just feel like, and then there was the other, and then um, Aaliyah. She ended up being one of the ones he married, too. Which the parents, I uh, heard the mother recently was saying that that wasn't true. But I'm like, you know, when, um, I wouldn't want nobody to talk about my deceased child either. But at the same time, like some things, it's just like, I don't know. I guess some people can't. I don't know. It's going to leave that alone. Yeah, just to figure out what type of, would figure out what type of woman you are in that guy's life. Are you just the one that he calls to to sleep over? That's why some of them get struggled. Why you do this with her and you don't do this with me? And why you, well, apparently... Some people fall into different categories than other people. And I don't think that Aaliyah was happy at all. And I mean, she just didn't look happy at all. The guy said she looked always, I don't know, she didn't smile to me. Not like she was smiling before she passed away. God bless the dead. Yep, that's it. I got nothing else. That's all I want to say. All I want to say. Yep, all right. So I'll see y'all next time here on Chopper's Corner. Y'all be good.